Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers, A. Armstrong, Adam Fowler, and Leo. You are the Wiener to our schnitzel. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for signing up to the Patreon. It really helps out a lot. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Will White, author of Cradle, Traveler's Gate, and the Elder Empire series, has recently announced his plans to have the Cradle series animated into a show, I think? I don't think he explicitly said show, but I'll just read you what Will posted on Reddit. He can explain it on Reddit. He said... We're partnering with veteran animator slash director Jay Oliva, known primarily for his work in DC animation, and his team to create an animation of the beginning of Cradle. He said beginning of Cradle. Interesting. Uh, he said, but we need hmm. your help. Starting January 15th, 2024, we are launching a Kickstarter to bring this project to life. The more we raise, the bigger and better we can go. I think that's why he said beginning, because it's like it all depends on like how much... Uh, so more details to come, but the important thing is this cradle is being brought to life. Whatever we can afford to make, that's what we're making. This is happening, so let's walk this path together. That's what Will said. So Will White, if there are people listening that don't know who that is and don't know what Cradle is, Chad and I both have not read Cradle yet. Uh, it's a 12-book series, I believe, maybe 13. It's ginormous. It's a very long series, but they're all fairly short books, too. But it is a uh, progression fantasy series, and uh, the, the really cool thing about it is that it's, it's independent. Like, Will White is an independent author. It seems like he's trying Trying to do an animated version of his books also independently also independent like, yeah, which, which is so freaking cool it's so awesome um it's very bold. inspiring to see that uh yeah and bold also um but i think that if um from what i've heard if anything can be animated into a really cool tv series then it's probably cradle uh cradle is something that i really want to read next year um i think we should we should read it on the podcast we should because so we could probably get will white since we know you're listening will uh he would probably oh, yeah. come on you know i would love to talk to will uh the the uh, the audiobooks are read by travis baldry so i mean like i feel like it would just be really easy to get through those books and i've yeah. heard that there are tons and tons of fun but cool bit of news there it's just so awesome to see somebody who's had so much success with independent publishing moving into other independent projects and obviously nothing in this industry or, or the film industry or whatever is like wholly independent you know what I mean? I think independent right. gets thrown around a lot. And it's like, you know, Will White <laughs> obviously we'll be partnering. Yeah, he's, with not other like, people. he's not like drawing it all on his iPad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I know that it's, it's more than that, but um, it is really, really cool to see. So that is the news. Uh, Merry Christmas, really everybody cool. listening that celebrates yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, a, a, a late happy Hanukkah to everybody. I know that that's just wrapped up. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, we're, we're nearing the end of 2023. And Chad and I, weren't really planning on making an episode this week. I, I updated everybody in the Discord a little bit ago and said, you know, hey, we, uh, Chad and I are really busy this week with family and stuff, and I'm going to be traveling. Chad's uh, at home doing all kinds of work and being with all kinds of family and has all that stuff going on. And we're just going to be, I don't even know if we're going to, I'm going to be, we're going to be in the same town, but I don't even know if we're going to be able to really see, see each other, each other. i know i can like, like feel his essence something. maybe we'll spend like 45 minutes on the phone just being like oh we're in the same area code <laughs> no we, we, can, we can meet up for something because i have I a, I have a box to too. give you i have some a couple books i need to give you me too but yeah i, I didn't think we were gonna and a big fat hug anything. oh yeah big hug too of course yeah <laughs> but we still haven't recorded our dark age episode even though we both finished the book so we still need to get the dark age episode out for everybody and then zoran texted me earlier this week and said hey i still haven't finished the last graduate oh my god the Golden Enclaves. The gold. Wow. The Golden Enclaves. <laughs> I did that last week too. That's funny. She still hasn't 
finished it. I still haven't finished it. I don't know if you have, Chad. I finished it, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So one out of the three, but we, I think <laughs> we were going to record it last night, but we decided to postpone it till next week. So yeah, the last Skolomance episode is coming out next week. The uh, second to last uh, Red Rising episode is coming out next week. And so we didn't really think we were going to record anything, but I don't know. I can't. We've had a streak. Can't just yeah, not yeah. have a Monday episode. So this one might be a little bit shorter, everybody. I'm just going to kind of jump right into my week real quick and just do it you before you do. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, we might be a little haphazard here. I was telling Evan before we started the show that typically what I do with my notes is I'll like make the folder for next week right immediately following the Monday's episode. So that way over the course of the week, whenever something like enters my mind that I want to talk about, I can easily access the notes and put it in there. But I was beating myself up because I didn't do that. And I think I didn't do that now because we weren't planning on having an episode. That's reasonable to me. So maybe I was a little too harsh on myself. But as such, I might be a little more um, less organized than is typical. But hey, we wanted to it was important to us to say hello and, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chad, you're 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 fine. Don't worry about being unorganized. We all love you. I don't I don't have my notes, man. We're all fine. We're all fine. Yeah, you're going to be great. I know you are. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And this will be a short episode, so nobody will nobody will even remember this one. No, no, never. This is a more loose episode. All right, so I'm just gonna kind of jump in with some stuff that yeah, I've been doing this week. week. Um, man, I've been reading a pretty, a pretty good amount. I started reading this book called The First Binding by R.R. Verdi. Uh, it's over oh, okay. 800 pages long. Uh, it's a very, good very big book. I've got it right here. It's just a big nice giant doorstopper of a book it's so big y'all that he's holding it with one hand on one side and the hard cover is bending it's, it's bending yeah <laughs> it's bending like a paperback because it's so big so i posted on instagram that i was gonna that i was gonna be reading the last the first binding it's the last book i'm gonna read for uh 2023 that's not podcast related i think there's a rick rubin book over here that i will anyway so when i posted on instagram about it i got a lot of dms and a lot of comments on the post that said, hey, I've, I've had this on my shelf for a long time, or I've been seeing this everywhere. Um, and then I looked online and like, there's not a lot of reviews for it on Amazon or Goodreads either. And it seems like this book is just really long. And a lot of people are a little bit intimidated by it. And and also this, I'm gonna, I'm, I didn't want to bring this up, right? But I think it's almost, it's, it's a little unavoidable. It's very similar to The Name of the Wind, like, like, really similar. Like, not just like, kind of similar <laughs> it's like like the first the first page uh is he talks about a stillness that is in a that is in a bar like <laughs> oh. which is is there a, a stillness of um, four parts <laughs> uh, so it's like about a storyteller who you know is, is it's a is it's he's recounting his story from when he was a kid it's like tragic backstory and he like knows all this magic and so it's like first person past tense uh yeah, the whole thing is first person past tense. And it's interesting because okay. there's not a third person framing device. It's all first person. So even the first person part that takes place like in the future kind of is like first person. And then the part that he's telling, the, the story that he's telling. But like, I don't, it's funny because like I've seen a few critiques of it that are like, it's too similar to The Name of the Wind. And I'm like, I don't know, like, that's fine with me. Like, I don't, I'm cool right. with reading. Like, <laughs> Name a, of the Wind was and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I don't know. It's, there's, it's not like the exact same book. There's like quite a bit that's different about it. I mean, his writing style is definitely different than Rothfuss's for sure. Is the story the same? I guess how far are you into it is a better question. I'm about a hundred pages into it. So okay. it took a while to get going, but almost like 80 pages where I was like, okay. So is the name like, of the wind. Yeah. I don't know. I, this book is definitely, it's not grabbing me as much as I had mm. hoped it would, but it's also like, I am thinking about it when I'm not reading it. And it's just, I'm just like happy to be reading it. It's hard to explain. Like I, it's not, I can already tell it's like, it's probably not gonna be like the best book I've ever read this year. But 
also i'm only 100 pages in and it's 800 pages long and i kind of thought that about name of the wind the first time i read it too i was like eh, i don't know about this but i mean i'm really enjoying it so far in the sense that i can feel I can feel that this story is going to is going to really kind of like blossom out from where it's at. I just hope that it does. So I hope I'm in good hands I should, is what I want to say. OK, because it's your first time reading anything from this author, right? Yeah, I think that he's a pretty good writer, like very cool and like kind of like lush descriptions of things and like world building. And yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll report back, everybody. It's a really long book. But yeah, it's it's not it's not like it hasn't floored me, really. But I haven't. I'm like over, I'm over 100 pages in and I haven't decided to stop reading. So that's cool too. Okay, that's good. It's just so long. I don't know what, what I'm thinking. I just wanted to end the year with a bang, you know. Yeah, you gotta end the year with a bang. But I am, you know, I'm going on vacation for a few days and I'm planning on just reading that. Uh, so I will definitely report back next week. Uh, I might have it finished by next week. That'd be really cool. Are you one of the uh, lucky few, like as myself, who does not get headaches or spins when yep. uh, reading? In I can a read in the car. I can totally read in the car. Oh, it's that's awesome. It's such a best. blessing. Yeah, I yeah. can too. And I'm like one of the only members of my family. I think just myself and my mother yeah. can read on plane trips and cars without getting nauseous, which is yeah. so nice. If that ever starts happening to me, I'm going to be really sad. It's, me too. It's I really love car cool. rides. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I read on the bus and on the train here in Portland all the time, too. And if I couldn't do that, I'd be really sad. But that's what audiobooks are for, too, though, you know? Oh, true word. But uh, also uh, reading the, the Golden Enclaves, I, th I think I like it like the exact same as The Last Graduate. It's like okay. I... I like it. I don't know about you because you finished it, right? Yep. So, like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just have like kind of mixed feelings on this whole this whole trilogy in general. Like, there's so many parts where I'm like, "Damn, this is awesome," and then other parts where I'm like, "I'd have no clue what's happening right now. This is a mess. I have no fuck. I just." Uh, but I'm really curious to see how this all ends. Like, it's it's not doing the thing that I thought it was going to do, and now we're kind of like, I'm like, what is going to happen at the end of this book? Um, it stays it keeps you on your toes for sure like it's not super predictable no I, but I it mean, is kind of also like you'll be able, you should <laughs> be able to guess where you're at <laughs> i don't know i think they're they're charming books for sure I, I don't think i'd ever tell anybody not to read them honestly it's like they're they're pretty cool i think yeah, it's just the, taken me a while to like land on them being pretty cool you know totally yeah the place that the book arrives at you i believe could probably fully predict but the way that it takes to get there is sometimes a bit meandering and maybe is not so predictable is how i'll put that but like you said i, I would definitely recommend them i like them a lot anyway i thought they were pretty fun they've been really fun episodes to make with zoran yeah so yeah we'll be doing that next week and that's really it i kind of ditched uh, grapes of wrath just wasn't really in the mood for it um uh, maybe Good i'll pick you. it back up next next year or whatever you know i i dnf'd quite a few books this year actually i just um you know you know how it is. Dude, there's like an infinite number of books out there. Yeah. You don't have time for ones that you're not liking very much or aren't serving yeah. you in that moment. Do you know? I started listening to Dragons Autumn, Dragons of Autumn Twilight on audiobook, <laughs> which nice. is the first Dragonlance book. I finished the trilogy last or a couple weeks ago and uh, just couldn't get enough, huh? Dude, it's so cozy. It's just wow. like, like I was listening to it at the gym today and I was just like, oh, yeah, like raceland and <laughs> tennis and <laughs> it's so good but um yeah that's not i don't really i'm not really reading that um i think that the golden enclaves and the first binding uh are like my main books right now and then i'm gonna read lightbringer i just haven't started it yet have you started lightbringer yet no i have not oh, okay no. cool yeah i think i'll probably start that next year i mean next year next week uh, maybe next year. Next week, yeah, me too. I wanted to get the uh, episode recorded first, so I wouldn't like uh, flavor yeah, totally. my opinion and the things I was saying with and, future knowledge. Yeah. So, like, once we finish um, the the Golden Enclaves and Binti, which is only three novellas that we'll be doing in one episode, we just got to read Lightbringer, and then we're boom right into Malazan and Throne of Glass, which is 
pretty much right where I want to be. Yeah, I mean, we're a little yep. behind schedule, but it's, it's, I feel fine about it. I feel fine. I'm feeling uh, pretty all right about yeah. it, too. Everybody that's listening right now, thank you so much for like listening to all of the episodes for all the books and the recaps and discussions that we did this year. I mean, Chad and I really did read a lot. Uh, I think that we bit off a little bit more than we could chew. But, Certainly. I mean, you know, we did Scythe and the, the Expanse. We did Inheritance. We did Skolomance. We did, oh, gosh, I'm like forgetting. So Faithful and the Fallen. Oh, Faithful and the Rising. Fallen. Oh, man. Yeah, we did yeah, a we, lot of stuff. Uh, we didn't do a little. No, uh, the Expanse took us a really long time. It did. It did. But I'm really glad we did it. Me too. Yeah. And I think it was probably pivotal along our podcaster growth yeah, track probably. before Malazan. Like we needed a book series oh, of that size and scope yeah. in order to be ready for Malazan. And so and uh, we did uh, the we did the Dark Tower too. I think that was their big. That was our oh, first yeah. big. Like we can totally handle this kind of thing. Totally. And when did we start yeah. the Dark Tower? Was that all this last year? Or did we do we start no, that? We finished Dark Tower Seven and read Went Through the Keyhole in January, I believe. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so we read two Dark Tower books on the podcast this year, though. Oh, that's uh, so, cool. Man, yeah, I missed the Dark Tower. Those books were awesome. I know, me too. <laughs> they were so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's all the stuff I'm reading right now, I think. I don't know. I kind of cool. Did you watch anything? Oh, man. Did I watch stuff? It's Christmas, okay. so it's like yeah, a good week for watching, watching stuff. stuff you know? Yeah. So, um, Tell me. I mentioned that I had finished uh, Blue Eyes Samurai. Yep. My God. Such a good show. Uh, if, if you're listening so right now and you didn't listen to the last couple episodes, go, go watch Blue Eyes Samurai. It's so good. It's very graphic. <laughs> so just very be graphic. ready for that. Um, I started watching that show Scavengers Reign on HBO Max, or I guess I've never just even heard Max. of it. You should look up like a, a screenshot or a trailer or something for it. Man, it is the, the animation, like and just the aesthetic to it, the the plot, the the premise. Wow, it's it's a very very cool show. Well, it's very clean anime. It's it looks really cool. It's like crisp, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the color palette and everything. Uh, yeah. For those of you who are, are not familiar with the show, it huh. seems to be. I've only watched one episode because the first episode I watched kind of stressed me out, but mm. also I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It's like it's a very stimulating show to watch. But I watched it kind of late at night uh, a couple of nights ago, and I just haven't. I haven't picked it back up, but I really do intend on finishing the show and I'll keep you all updated. But it seems to be about a like some sort of like transport ship or like colony ship that some sort of malfunction happened. And the people that were operating the ship had to kind of bail off the ship with a bunch of the other colonists like inside of it in cryosleep. And they all like went down to this planet um, and it's like a truly alien planet. And I think that's the thing that I like so much about this show is like. There's all kinds of other shows and series and stuff that are like, ooh, alien planet, right? But it's just like, it's all the same trees and stuff. And like, a, like totally. a, it'd be like a crocodile with like five arms and they're like, ah, aliens. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But it's a hippo moose, right? <laughs> this show is like, it's like as alien as these creatures could possibly be. The awesome. flora and fauna are like things you've never seen before. And like the ideas that these showrunners had and like the animators had and stuff. It's just the way everything moves and the way everything sounds and stuff. It's, it's a really fantastic depiction of what like an actual alien world would look like and how scary it would be because you don't know what anything is like you don't know like what <laughs> what anything means you know like you're, you are the alien to that kind right, of world, right you know it's like and that's like the, the feeling that the show gave me it was like this is like this perfectly balanced like ecosystem that humans kind of like landed on in an emergency and it's very hostile and it's very um, unknowable so that kind of coupled with like the amazing animation style like damn it's i, I feel like i'm just kind of knocking out of the park with tv shows lately because i just like i watched blue eye samurai and i was like that's so freaking amazing and i'm watching one piece and i'm watching scavengers rain and it's just like ah there's so much cool stuff 
kind of reminds me of um, Arrival, that movie, the way it was like everything about it was so truly alien. You know, sure. like those aliens yeah. coming down were like nothing like us. They didn't yeah. even perceive time the same way. It was like their versions of spaceships were way different than anything we would even imagine. Like it was just so alien. And I really enjoyed that about it. Ted Chang is the person that wrote Arrival. I think it's called it's the, the title, I think, has since changed to Arrival, but it's like a short story or maybe like a novelette or something. But we should read some Ted Chang uh, short stories on here because Ooh, okay. I've, I've heard that I've I haven't read any of his stuff, but I've heard he's like one of the best like um, speculative fiction. And, and he wrote Arrival. Yeah, yeah. Cool, but I think cool. it was it's called something else. Um, but I think now it's called Arrival in the newer editions of the book that it was in. But I can't remember the name of the what the actual says Arrival stories of your life. Yeah, that's Chang, what it was. Uh, Ted Chang. But yeah, so watching Scavengers Reign, really, really cool. Speaking of space shows, though, I started watching a show that debuted in the year 2002 that got canceled shortly after it debuted. And the show is called Firefly. I was just going to guess Firefly. Dude, have you watched it? I like seven times, dude. Oh, yeah, of course. Dude, I, <laughs> I love Firefly. I feel like I'm like the last person to get to this party. Dude, it was like an actual travesty when that show was canceled. Dude, it was man, like canceled. It, it is was really good. It's so good in all the right ways i want to chime in with kind of like my opinion watching it for the first time 20 years after it came out <laughs> right i do think yeah like obviously like some of it, it, it the whole thing is just like visually very like fuzzy you know what i mean like it just it doesn't totally. look great kind of rusty like it doesn't look amazing you know what i mean and not even no. just because like the technology is old and it's like the west it's like no it's like the fidelity of like Right, and like the TV shows in that period of time, they weren't like made with the same quality that they were made with today. This was before Game of Thrones and like yeah, Lost totally. kind of the started off and changed the world, you know? But man, I mean, I th I think it really is like so ahead of its time in so many ways, even down to like, man, just, just like the, the character work and like the way that they're talking to each other, like the attitudes that they have and like mm -hmm. the attitudes that they have towards each other and like their lives and stuff. And, and oh man, it's just, it's stuff that I had, I imagine hadn't really been seen on TV very often, if at all. Um, yep. Who's yeah, your favorite I mean, character? Uh, Wash, the pilot. Wash, nice. Yeah, nice. I think, yeah, yeah Wash is pretty yeah, good. Wash is, uh, actually, Alan, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Alan, Alan Tudyk, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, the guy that plays him. Uh, him and I are mutuals oh, okay. on Instagram, actually. Oh, really? And, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah it's, I was really happy to, to get that. But like, That's awesome. He, I like Janie. Or Jane, Jane, not Jane. Oh, yeah, Jane. <laughs> yeah, Jane. <laughs> yeah, Jane is pretty cool. But Alan Tudyk on threads, I posted that I was watching Firefly for the first time and I was really excited about it. And then Alan Tudyk like quote tweeted it or whatever Ooh. And, and said, wait till you get to the second season. And like, <laughs> and so like my post had a lot of likes and, and comments and stuff, but his post like blew up because he has like way more followers than me. Uh, but wow. like his post like blew up and like every one of the comments was just like wow that was so brutal like why'd you have to remind me of that like everybody <laughs> yeah, was, that was so, so brutal upset. but yeah man it's a really really cool show um how how many episodes deep are you uh i think i'm on episode six okay like halfway through it yeah i mean man even that first episode though it's like an hour and a half long and it's just like yeah it didn't feel like an hour and a half at all like it really just flew by that show does a really good job of because like most shows have like an overarching storyline because it's, it's it's episodic and that like each show has usually their own little I noticed that problem that they're yeah. solving kind of in place that they're going thing that they're doing but it's very much like I would not ever recommend that you watch them out of order no you no watch no, no them no. in order so they're not 
episodic in that way. Um, but they are kind of contained really in job. a weird way. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. do a really good job having each episode being its own thing, but also yeah. uh, serves the greater purpose of the show, you know? And it's funny, too, because like I feel like it's got that kind of like early 2000s music style, like underscore, yeah. where, where like, you know, you ever watch like House? Where, yes, where it's yes. like where uh -huh. there's just they they can't have a scene that doesn't have music in it right <laughs> so like every single scene has like a little bit of piano going behind it or like it's like <laughs> the music just like never stops um but i really like whenever you see serenity just kind of floating around in space it's got the cool like uh steel guitar thing going there's like different yeah. themes to different things and um man i just i really like it a lot you know um I I've never I mean I never really got into like Buffy uh, even though I've heard Buffy's pretty cool. Um, never got into I, it either. Yeah, I, I never watched uh, like the spinoff for Buffy uh, Angel. I think that's what it was called. And then like Joss Whedon also did the Avengers. Uh, I think just the first one. I can't remember if he did Age of Ultron or not. But I watched the Avengers again last night. The first, oh, cool. um, the first one, and I was like, ah, now I'm seeing all this. Like now I'm putting all this together. Like that's why these people are talking to each other the way that they are. It's like. Firefly was just like it's such a good study on mm -hmm. an ensemble cast you know what I mean like it's such a good study on like on on just how important all these people are to each other and the different relationships that they have with each other I mean I love how the show starts out with like um Zoe and Wash are married you know yeah like, that's really cool it's an awesome uh, and I was also I, yeah. I put this and it's on different too but I wonder I wonder if the if James S.A. Corey had watched Firefly because <laughs> uh this guy, would, it's it's imagine, got some, yes like jane is like amos kind of yeah, similar, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and then like jane you know, is super amos yeah <laughs> and if, and if anyone's listening and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about and you've just been kind of like humoring us uh firefly is a show that came out in the early 2000s it was canceled after one season they did a movie after it was canceled called serenity uh but people were really upset that it got canceled very upset and like you said seminal as far as like space shows go you know uh, it's about a crew of, uh, I guess you could call them space cowboys, space pirates, kind of, For but sure. like, um, they also like, they're kind of like put in that position because like they were uh, fighting in like kind of like a rebel army against like this, you know, kind of, uh, domineering, uh, authoritative government force. That's kind of like taking over. Right. There's a fascist force trying to take are they over everything. Fascist, yeah. though? I'm not really getting that vibe. Like, from are they them. not? I don't know. I don't know. They're like. They're not great they're just like, like, also, they're like the empire all, there's more there's more that i need to watch obviously i do like the the main yeah. ship that they have that keeps like <laughs> that keeps like dog on their heels it just looks like four skyscrapers just like <laughs> yeah and that was and that was like my first thought about the expanse too was like um because in the expanse that they mentioned i think it was even uh like one of the first books they mentioned yeah. how like the ships don't need to really look any specific way right because like, space they, doesn't have friction right exactly so they you don't need aerodynamics like giant like ugly things like like the board have it right is pretty much what they were saying you know sure. it's one yeah. big cube yeah it's definitely got like kind of a like a like a next generation like deep space nine kind of vibe to it yeah like melted with like a han solo sort of vibe like walker texas ranger <laughs> yeah <and laughs> star trek or like but um, i do really love the western vibe to it um i like how uh joss whedon really leaned into the western aesthetic and didn't just like skirt around it it's like no like malcolm reynolds is like a gunslinging yeah ship like captain. he literally is like <laughs> literally yeah he's so got a sagging belt with a gun on like, it like he's is... like two episodes in a row where like the episode begins with them getting in like these completely unnecessary bar fights <laughs> totally <laughs> but yeah man i'm really excited to keep watching it because it's it's very wholesome but also really engaging you know totally it's amazing how much they can get done in one season too because like there's a lot of story that they 
they pack yeah, into it. And a lot yeah. of like depth in the relationships, like the relationship mm-hmm. between um, the captain Malcolm Reynolds and then Inara, Sarah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like pretty deep. And there's just like a lot of depth to it. And then they keep like going into these different planets that have different systems of governance and then run their life a little bit different ways. It's just very unique and full of really good ideas. Like I said, almost seminal in the space adventuration genre sucks because i don't think that they could reboot it it wouldn't be the same no it wouldn't be the same and i think that the whole fan base knows it too and it's like i would love if there were like six seasons of this show you and everyone else i was looking at some of the discourse about it though because that's what i do i go on reddit and see what everybody else is talking about but it's funny because the main thrust of a lot of people's opinions on on like on like the kind of like pros and cons to it have been canceled is like a lot of people were saying, you know, the silver lining is basically at least it it wasn't on long enough for it to get stale and crappy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like the classic Batman, like, you know, uh, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I totally, feel like totally. with shows like that that do get canceled, like like the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is like, in my mind, an excellent series of television now if they had like drug that on for four seasons i'd be like oh god like that's that's a lot of skexies right it's probably why a lot of musical artists are so popular too they died like right after their hits and then sure, they're like left, yeah. you know they're those legends forever but right. we didn't see them decline, yeah i mean like, would, would, you know? would, would Jimi hendrix be doing like honda commercials in the 90s you know what i mean right like, like kurt cobain like <laughs> i don't think kurt would have done it but I maybe so either, i don't know no. i don't know though man money's weird yeah money is weird that's for sure it's funny, man. I I made a joke, a Firefly joke, like four or five weeks ago, and you were like kind of on board with it, Whoa, but you kind of breezed past it? it real oh, fast. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's weird that he didn't like latch on and we have a conversation about that. And I just remember that being like interesting to me. And now I'm realizing it was because you've never seen the show and I just assumed that you had saw it. Did you say like curse your inevitable but unexpected portrayal? <laughs> I don't something? think I said that. <laughs> that's like the first thing that Wash says and I'm, I'm so happy totally. that- Ah, Chris, you're inevitable, but unexpected portrayal. <laughs> is that what the actual line is? Let me look it up. I don't want to butcher I think it. So. For... <laughs> One of the, the reasons um, I looked up like why the show stopped. Oh, and no, it's for... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm being such a dick. Uh, no, 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 it's it's curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's he saying that to? I forget. He's like playing with like uh, toys. Like he's got like oh, a dinosaur in one hand. Sure. <laughs> he's got two dinosaurs. He's got like a T Rex in one hand and a Stegosaurus. I know. In the I, hand. I remember the scene now. <laughs> ah, curse your son of an unexpected betrayal. It's in the first like five minutes of the first episode. Oh, I was dude, like, the writing oh, is so good. And I think one of the reasons why it was canceled, and also one of the reasons why it's so fun and fresh, is because I was. And this might be total urban legend. I don't know, but I wanted to know why it was canceled. And one of the reasons, apparently, maybe this might be true is that they're very unorganized as a cast. And many times they weren't even writing the show until like the day before the episode oh, wow. was supposed to be out. And so there were like major pressure. Apparently it was kind of a shit show behind the scenes about people just like loving it, but not really like, <laughs> like, but being drunk the whole time or something, you know? And then they were just like minutes before or they'd be like, here's the script. And then, you know, so you get kind of yeah. this weird, like slapstick, like, I don't know, almost authenticity because people are just making it up. But then at the same time, all the executives are like, we can't run a show like this, you know? Yeah, I've heard some stuff about Joss Whedon, too. They're like, he's like extremely difficult to work with and like kind of a horrible person on set. And like, he's sure. like, he kind of got like uh, canceled in the last like couple of years, too. Like, really? people were, yeah, because like apparently he's just been like pretty inappropriate and like pretty awful. So, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to like super platform Joss Whedon or anything, but like Firefly is like kind of like this classic show I wanted to check out. But yeah, apparently like, to that point though uh it seems like he was pretty like rough to work with and it was like pretty hard to get a lot of 
well, good work done. But I mean, they got a lot of good work done because like Firefly is a, it's a pretty killer show, man. But tell me about yeah. your week. I talked about myself forever. Okay, so I finished uh, the Golden Enclaves as we were talking, and man, I I really liked it. And, and like I said, I don't think that you know it's it's all that surprising at the end of it, but uh, it does take some surprising turns along the way, and I liked not only how it ended, but kind of the there's like lessons embedded for the characters within the whole thing. And I liked the lessons a lot. And I also liked how the main characters, sometimes like the characters don't like get the lessons. Like it's there for you, the reader, but it's like, they don't enhearten it. They don't embody it. And they're just, I don't know. That can be really frustrating sometimes. And this character though, I do think Elle kind of remained kind of an annoying the entire way through. She did learn a lot and there was like a huge growth arc and that was uh, pretty cool for me. So I like that a lot. I finished it probably like two or three days after we did the last episode. I just sat down like any of these books. I don't think there were one of these books that I didn't read in a sitting. I just sat down and just read it. Damn. That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, it was great. I love a book that I'm able to do that, which I'm really looking forward to Benti because I think I'll be able to do the exact same thing with that and just like, boom, you know, totally. Um, I very close to being done with Murtag last week when we were talking, I was like 90% done with it. And I, only am not finished with it because i'm trying to milk it because i think about Mm -hmm. it a lot when i'm not reading it i'm like super excited to see what happens and it's kind of like it's got me and i don't want to finish it because it's so good i like it a lot and i wouldn't say it's so good in that like it's beautiful writing it's like the prose are excellent it's just like it's very cozy it's very like aragon like first book aragon that captures your kind of like adventuresome spirit you know it's got that in spades and Man, I have been enjoying it every page. Do you think they'll do it? Do you think that Christopher Pellini will make a, another one? Do you think you? Man, ask me next week because that really yeah. depends on how things wrap up in the next like twenty pages. Because when here. we talked to him, he didn't seem to say that he was like working on another series. No, like, I kind of felt like this like... was his done with Allegasia. Oh, is that kind of what the book feels like while you're reading it too? Not really. Okay, yeah, let me know. No, it kind of feels like we're opening up a whole new chapter almost, you know, sure. but he he could resolve this in a, in a satisfactory way that means that there's not another book afterwards. I just don't really know yet. But sure. uh, I certainly have been enjoying it and I'm only not done with it because I have been kind of like, oh, like I want to read it. And then I'm like, oh, I know that if I read it, I'll finish it. So I'll be like, oh, I'll read something else. Still working on He Who Fights With Monsters. Got along uh, quite a good chunk through that one as well. It's awesome. I didn't read any Two Towers this week. I'm not done with it necessarily, <laughs> but, you know, it's just so on the back burner. I'm just totally. really not not focusing on it. And I also didn't read very much of Alan Carr's uh, Stopping to Smoke <laughs> book because I figured, you know, yeah. one, I'm sure you and I will have another great conversation about that. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. last week. But, you know, this is like the last week of the year. Like if there's any week for decadence and like maybe like, oh, yeah. have You're not, not counting the cookies this week. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's going to be like the <laughs> holiday season. Sure. And I don't yeah. think any of our listeners want to hear me be like, going off about like self-control and stuff yeah, where they're like smashing right. yeah, cookies absolutely eggnog. no i'm gonna smash some cookies after this episode probably straight at me too <laughs> and so i figured you know it would probably be a well better received uh thing to talk about next week especially when everyone's like getting on their january 1st like resolutions like that's like perfect for that so i was like i'll just like not burn any pages <laughs> of that and i'll uh do that, <laughs> do that pretty, next week. pretty pretty wise actually yeah thank you i'll give, I'll give you. you that okay so last week this is uh, what i really wanted to talk about so uh, last week you mentioned the Murderbot books being made into a series mm-hmm. and i asked you what sort of tv show it was going to be and you responded you know like whether it would be action-packed or like societal or like what you know what we're getting ourselves in for here and you were like well it's basically like this rope 
robot character. He just kind of like sits around watching TV, having like morose thoughts about the society and how he fits within it. And I was like, that sounds like I was like editing the episode. I was like, that sounds like the lamest show ever. <laughs> it's like a robot <laughs> sitting around, like having yeah, morose totally. thoughts about the society he sits in. Like, what is that? So it made me curious. And I was like, I'm going for it, baby. Ooh. So I picked up a couple e-copies, ebooks of it. And, uh, and like, even and I got on the audiobook of one of them, uh, and that was like, I've heard the narrator's really good. Hours. Yeah. Narrator's really good. The audio books yeah. are like three and a half hours long. Yeah. And if you're listening to it at like 2.5 times speed, you yeah. can get done with it in like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, totally. So I've read the first two. Oh, nice. And, uh, they were very, very good. And I would say that more to the, I totally get why you said <laughs> it's a robot watching TV yeah. who's sitting around with his morose thoughts. Cause that is very like, for sure. I get you. I think she's just like, uh, like I don't like, like she's, is it she, I can't remember the robot. I think it's else. a he. Oh, I don't know. Um, whatever. I don't know if it, I don't know. Whatever they, whatever they're thinking, it's like the, yeah. like the whole time I, I was like, I, I, I connected so much with this character because yeah, they want to get this other stuff done. It's important. <laughs> the other things are important, and and they're like still participating, but they're just like, ugh. Right. Well, they're like, being okay. hired for a job. So we basically have this like sentient robot. The rest of the world is like they're aware that this certain type of half organic, half robot, man-made thing is literally alive. It's like a sentient being, just like a human. They're fully aware of that, but like it seems like the society has yet to kind of accept it because they yeah. just realize they how useful modules. treating them like slaves is yeah totally. you know and so and this one has hacked like you said it's it's governor module and so it can do whatever it wants and so it's kind of just like on the especially for the first book it's just kind of on the job and it has no sure. real reason to care about the general storyline that's happening around him beyond like i'm the security bot and i make sure <laughs> that they're safe and then but it's really a story about this robot kind of realizing his humanity because like the first half of the book his people uh, that he's with on this mission don't even think that he's anything other than a robot and then sure. like his armor gets destroyed so he has to start wearing like his actual face and they're like what who is this guy as he like walks into the room and they're like he's like i'm your sec bot and they're like what like because now he looks like a human you know he actually has an organic face because he gets kind of forced into this position to have his humanity realized he just so happens to be with a group of people who are like really awesome too and start treating him with respect and like you know all the dignity that he deserves as a sentient creature uh and he kind of they all help each other out and it's it, it's definitely like the first step in what i think will be the, of many of him kind of finding his humanity and finding his inhumanity and like what i mean by that is like how he's not like humans you know because he can like plug into the network and you know he's not just human but he is sentient and so i think it's kind of him finding his care you know, because at the beginning, he's very much just sitting around and all he wants to be doing is watching the the entertainment shows that he can download, you know, these like soap operas and stuff. Uh, and then he definitely always loves his soap operas. Like that's very on brand for him, even through the second book, I'm sure will be on through all of them. But he starts developing relationships. And I think it's kind of going to be a, sh a series about him finding his why and who he is, hmm. you know. And and it's really cool. I like it a lot. Um, the book too was a major change. It's like a fully transitionary book, and and is more about like him making friendships with other creatures that are similar to him. Mm. Um, yeah, almost and through by way of the TV shows that he watches. You know, they kind of like sure like indifferently watch them together. You know, because they can watch it without any screen because they just like eat up the the data feed or something, so they see it in their eyeballs or something. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah and then he develops a friendship because of of sharing his entertainment material so man i you didn't do a bad job in describing it but i think the show will manifest itself in like so much more than that and, and i can totally see now how it will be a really cool show oh yeah i mean I, i'd only read one book so uh, right and there's multiple first... action scenes in it and stuff you know yeah i think um and each book gets a little bit longer too as you go so i think that the the newest one that just came out I think it's called System Control or something. I can't remember. The newest one has the coolest cover, though, in my opinion. The System Collapse. Oh, System Collapse. Uh, yeah, but um, that one just came out this year, I think. And it was, like, a lot longer than I think most of them. Yeah, I think that's, like, one of the other series that I'm planning on probably going through. You should. You should pick it up soon so we can talk about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're so quick. Like I said, like, like it's an hour and 45 minutes on audiobook. And you did two yeah, times I think speed. I read the first one in one sitting. But again, yeah. I was reading The Expanse and I was like, oh, it's too much sci-fi. But I don't know why I never picked it back up. If I was reading another sci-fi book along with this. There's no way that I would double dip on the sci-fi front. Especially not with The Expanse. No, no, definitely not. But uh, great. Well, I guess you didn't really recommend it. But good job getting me to read it because <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I like them a lot. I'm going to finish welcome. them, I think. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so things that I've been watching here, uh, just a quick reminder, a little news item from me here. February 8th of this year is when the new Halo season premieres. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only person yeah, reading that or watching that show or excited about it at all anywhere. But uh, I think they made it pretty much just solely for me since they're obviously watching and listening to Book Reviews Kill. So thanks very much, Halo show producers. So if anyone's excited about that, I don't know if that person exists, but it comes out on February 8th, and I'm excited. <laughs> I think it'll be great. And if you want to watch the, your first one, you're like, oh, well, Chet says it's good. Please don't watch it going into it thinking that you're watching a Halo show. Just go into it thinking that you're watching like a cool sci-fi show about a guy who was the unfortunate byproduct of some pretty unethical government experiments trying to create a super soldier and his adventures after that happens and his struggles uh and man i think if you go into it with that framework you'll you'll enjoy it a lot more than you will saying like this is a, a halo show because <laughs> it's hard to even say that seriously you know so anyway i'm excited for that if anyone wants to jump aboard i'll definitely be watching those uh and then i rewatched squid games Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've rewatched that since... Uh, Have you? Since, oh, yeah. I've watched it twice Oh, now. man. I've only ever watched it the <laughs> so first good. time. And yeah, then awesome. uh, a buddy of mine wanted to watch it with me, and so we watched it together. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, just as good the second time. Just as good the second time. And did you watch the, so uh, the reality one? Sorry, not to interrupt you, but did No, no. I don't want to watch not. it, like, personally. Like, I saw it, and I was like, ugh, I don't really want to... It's kind of gross. Yeah, well, the only reason why Squid Games is a cool show or like why that even works is because the stakes are so high because they will literally sure, die yeah, if they don't yeah. win. And I don't know if the reality show kills them, but I get bet they don't. And so don't, then I it's think, just a bunch of a-holes playing red light, green light. Like yeah, what? And I'm like trying whole, to, what is that? Uh, I'm trying to like know. take it too seriously because Squid Games is Squid Games, but none of them die. So it's like they don't even need to take it too seriously, which means I'm just going to like kind of judge them for taking red light, green light so seriously, you know? I think it's just called Squid Game, by the way. There's no oh, S at it? the end of games. Oh, got it. For the, <laughs> oh, for the, um, the show or yeah. for both of them? For everything, yeah. yeah. It's, just, right, it's huh? just Squid Game. Like, it's not Squid Games. I oh, you're right. That's so silly for hey, me Hey, but they're in the that. Squid Games, okay? <laughs> but, like, what I, what I was going to say about the, sh the, the reality show, though, thing is just, like, I feel like it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's like, dude, this is, this the show, the original show, is about, like, the lengths that people will go to because of the the system that they're a part of where they're in that they've accrued this much debt 
You know what I mean? Like right. these are the these are the, the the terrible consequences of so much wealth acquisition. You know, and like it or not acquisition, I should say, but just like like falling this much into debt. Like these people are desperate. Right. It was a treatise of of the desperate and of the powerful and how one will abuse sure, the other exactly. given that's, the that's chance. A, and you then know? it's like we're gonna make a game out of this. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like, dude, uh, it's like with Survivor where there's like actual people that are starving and people are like, ha ha ha, we're gonna film right. rich people. Blue doing team it. doesn't yeah. get to eat tonight. <laughs> like, dude, what? <laughs> that's just my. I mean, that's my point on it. And like, whatever. People so you watch did watch a full episode watch. of it? No, I just watched the. <laughs> now, see, that's the other thing too is I didn't even watch it. So I'm like over here. No, as soon as I realized it. what it was, I was like, nope. I thought it was a. I, yeah, I thought it was like the because I, I remember reading I that it was season like, two, maybe. I thought it was either season two or the, the, the. I heard that they were making like an American version of it. You oh, know what I mean, like okay, like it wasn't, but that I guess the American version is like a bunch of people that are like you know accountants. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're totally right. I didn't even miss the. I didn't even consider the fact of like them being super in debt, being a driving. I just mainly considered the fact that the stakes were so high, being them death. But you're totally right. If no, we don't like have that desperate show. need, yeah, yeah. then we're gonna have a totally different like drive, and like people are gonna do different. It totally changes the way that they play the game. In addition to them like dying if they play wrong, you know, and it just seems to be like it's like it almost seems to be like missing the whole. And I'm not going to get into missing it. the whole point. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Whatever. It's missing it's, the whole point. But uh, what did you think about your your second watch of it? Like, did you like it more? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I I don't know if I liked it more because I loved it a lot the first time through, but I liked it happen. just the same amount. Yeah, and definitely managed. I, I forgot little. Well, I guess I won't mention what those are, so I won't give anything away if you want to watch it and you haven't yet, but uh, you should if you haven't. I noticed a lot of like little details that happens like within the games that sure. then come up later. And I'm like, oh, OK, you know, like my, yeah. my understanding was a little bit deepened. What I didn't remember was how much like time because the, the show's not that good outside of the game. Like the first episode yeah, is like pretty I, lame. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. I don't. I like the first episode. I feel like it's. I, I think that it's the, all right. The <laughs> drama between the everybody like kind of for sure. There are some pretty slow parts to the show. I feel like like between right. like when the actual games are going on. Oh, not even know? that. Just outside of the game, like before about their characters' lives, like showing how he's so much in debt. And I forgot how much of that there was. There's like a lot the of whole it. There's so much. first yeah. episode, and then they actually. And this isn't like back. giving away. Yeah. And then they go back. They like vote to end the games or whatever. But then they all decide to you know it's like a thing. And I totally forgot like that that the show kind of gets caught in that whole process for like three episodes before you're like okay we're really doing the games now for real i think i think it's just I think it's one. two it's two. Oh, yeah. But i mean between the first one and then them leaving and then coming back by the end sure, of the second yeah. one i'm pretty sure you're like that you're in it you know but you kind of do have to get through those two episodes because they're not extremely awesome you know do you know that the guy that wrote that show didn't make any money off of it? What? Yeah, something like he got like. To, I I mean I don't know if he didn't make anything, but he got like kind of screwed. You know what well, I mean? That seems like kind of like what the show like. What? <laughs> like <laughs> the show's like talking yeah. about that kind of. That's weird. I don't know. I probably, I probably read it in like a in like one like headline somewhere. You know, don't totally sure on that. But I've heard that uh, he didn't make as much as he should have, and the show was a huh. huge hit. One thing that I also noticed was we watched the first like episode and a half or so maybe just a half episode with the english dubs on and man i, I don't think that they i'm sure that they were good actors or whatever i'm not I'm not commenting on the actor's ability like the quality of the acting the voice acting over the um was it vietnamese korean that's korean yeah korean yeah over the korean that it was originally filmed in but it's just like with the mouth so clearly not moving my brain is so aware of the fact that it's dubbed over and it's like the voice is not the person that's going through those events i'm like sure. fully aware yeah. and so it really 
it makes the whole thing seem hokey and kind of ridiculous. And so because of that, we like switched back into the subtitle, the original Korean, and went from there. And man, that immediately changed the minute to minute experience of the show. Just hearing the words coming out of it, even though I couldn't personally understand the words, just knowing that the sound that I was hearing related to that character was directly tied to what the character was going through made it so much more real and just really erased the hokiness of it. So if you're watching it and you're like, this is kind of ridiculous, change it to the subtitles. You'll you'll enjoy it more. Even if you're not a person who likes subtitles, watch it in Korean. Yeah, watch it in Korean for sure. And and you won't even remember after five minutes that you're reading the subtitles. It just goes away. So apparently, yeah, like the Squid Game creator uh, doesn't get any royalties uh, and he has no IP ownership uh, despite the series earning $900 million for Netflix. I mean, it's the most watched show on Netflix ever. Yeah, I mean, I guess like it was his contract was not written for him to get residuals and um, or an, an IP ownership or whatever. But wow. I don't know. How did he get up front? I have no idea. Because you, know, you got like half a billion dollars or something. It's like, great. But I bet yeah. you he didn't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that like if he wants to make something else, his name is more well known now, obviously. And But it is just kind of lame that like these studios won't just like, it's like, dude, kick him like a bonus or something. You know what I mean? Like, but even bonuses right. are like written into initial contracts and stuff. So it's like these, it's just like, you guys, like you just raised all your prices every month. Like, come on. <laughs> like pay these people dude ah. the show itself increased netflix's value by almost one billion dollars so it's like come yeah. on man slide the guy a little love seriously like, that's the difference yeah. between like having the general populace view you as like a blood-sucking vampire or like someone who's like really <laughs> into the art of making good things and is willing yeah. to then share the like the the earnings with everybody it's just like come on guys with a little tweak you can twist public opinion and make like you will get so much more in the long run if you develop that reputation than the short gain that you have by screwing over the guy right now, you know? Yeah, but like, I, yeah, but like also, I'm not, I'm not sticking up for, for right, that. Right, but like, I'm, did I cancel but, my Netflix subscription? No. Right, <laughs> well, not to mention, I mean, it's like, yeah, though, though, so. like a few thousand people will get outraged and um, rightly so that the guy didn't get paid as much as he should have. But then also there's like hundreds of millions of people that aren't even looking at that. And, you know, yeah. they, they will never know and don't care because they don't know. So, yeah, but it is bummer. I think that I heard the same thing about the bear too. Have you watched the bear? Um, no, I haven't. No, you should watch the bear. Absolutely. Should I? Okay. You've worked in restaurants. You should watch the bear. Oh, like, for sure. Even if yeah. you haven't, you should watch it. But oh, like, I met dude, you. That should be the next show you watch. The bear. Okay. Where? Oh, um, before we do our uh, gift, uh, our gift thing, because Chad and I got gifts and we want to show everybody. Yeah. I tell all of you about it. Last week I had to, I had to run, but you wanted to talk to me about Shang Chi. Uh, the oh, ten, rings. The, the ten rings. So yeah. real quick, so that we're not in. The, uh, we're still in a little bit of a rush because I do want to get to the presence thing, and uh, but I do. I just want to like slow down a little bit and hear your thoughts because I suggested that movie to you and you oh, wouldn't watch it. Yeah. I loved it so much. Okay, so my first note entry is so freaking awesome. Uh, the choreography <laughs> was like a series of wet dreams. Is my second note, and then probably the uniqueness was it uh, of the whole yeah. thing was just so great because it's like a marvel movie but i yeah. really hesitate to call it a marvel movie because everyone and just in their brains just have an idea of what this show is if you haven't seen it or what this movie is by hearing me say it's a marvel movie you're like cool i know exactly what it is no you don't yeah. like that's like the new the cool thing about this is that it's not a marvel movie and it's so fantastic it was yeah, just so well done from everything to everything man the bus fight scene the it's like bus fight yeah, scene. Like it's and for people who haven't watched it, it when it's not a spoiler, but it's just in the first like twenty minutes of the movie is like one oh, of yeah. the best fight scenes in any Marvel movie I've ever seen. It's like fantastic. probably like I don't know if it's like the actual best, 
Right. Like the, the, the fight scene at the end of um, Captain America Civil War is like, I think probably one of the best ones, like between Captain America and Iron Man, because huh. it's like, it's, it's just it's just so emotional. You know what I mean? Like, okay, just, I don't remember. I don't know if I even saw. You, should, you haven't seen, dude, you should watch Captain America Civil War. That's like one really of the best good? Marvel movies. Oh, oh yeah, really? It's okay. awesome. It's really good. Captain America I always found to be a little like. <sighs> yeah, but like Civil War is like about the, it's like the, it's like the fifth Avengers movie in my mind. Okay. You know okay. I mean? like, or it's like, I guess like the. It's pretty foundational. It's like the third Avengers movie or sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's very, very good. Man, I want to go watch some more Marvel stuff actually. We should do the presence thing. Oh man. I, we I should know, do we it. I'm excited for no, presence no, and good. I'm excited for Marvel movies. So. okay last thing i'll say is uh i liked how the i'm gonna butcher this but the kyoketsu shogi the knife on a string yeah it's like a string a dagger tied to a string with like a disc at the end and they like whip that around one that is like the most ridiculous weapon ever it truly was like a real weapon like there was like ninja or whatever who used it but i think you know like obviously the sword kind of took out as what you want to give your because like (laughs) like, imagine the kieketsu shogi guy who's like man i've been training all my life to be attacked i'm so stoked and i think that's kind of like a like an inner like desire that martial artists don't really talk about like come on it's like attack me come on you idiot at the bar you know it's like you want to sometimes because you've just been training for 10 years you're like i want to see what i can do you know um there's like you're kind of afraid of your own uh, i don't know it's kind of exciting and i I could just imagine that that guy who's been training like all his life and that the first time he gets attacked it's like in an elevator it's like damn it he's like his little rope on a string isn't gonna do anything in the elevator you know i'm sure those people train on more than just that though right totally totally yeah Uh, and I'll actually link, I'll put a link in the description uh, beneath here to this video. Cause there was a, I just looked up YouTube. I was like, let's see a real guy doing that. And there was some, like this one guy who does like slow motion videos of like throwing it around. And it was just it's like a two minute video of him just being awesome looking with this thing. Cause they'll like whip it around and then kick it. And then it yeah. blasts straight out. And it's like, man, that's crazy impressive. It's one of those martial arts that, um, you know, unlike boxing, you know, six months into boxing, you're pretty good in a self-defense situation. At least you're not like, you don't know, not, you're not unprepared. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like Wing Chun or something, you're going to have to do that for 10 years before you're beating somebody in a fight, you know? And same, I think, with the uh, Kyoketsu Shogi. So, uh, but it was cool to see the weapon represented because it's kind of right. not very much. <laughs> anyway, okay. there's a Let's... dragon and dragon fight scene at the end of it. It was the best ever. Uh, the, even the bad guy is like, is like complicated. He's not so, even that bad. Yeah. It's, man, I can't say enough good things about it. Go watch it. Now we can open gifts. <laughs> All right. So um, we're moving into the opening gifts category part of the episode. It is Christmas. Uh, and so this is this is a very fun part of the episode, especially because it's, it's Christmas and Chad and I have some things to open up. Um, I, I think I said this at the beginning of the episode. I didn't know that we were making a Christmas episode. I thought maybe we'd make like a Christmas thing, like some kind of, I didn't know. I forgot the Christmas landed on Monday, the Monday morning. I know. I didn't even learn that until last episode, like mid episode. We're both like, Oh no. (laughs) So um, I thought we weren't going to get a chance to do it. And I knew that me and Chad were going to uh, meet up and stuff, but I didn't think we'd have a chance to like do an episode while I was in bend or whatever. But uh, that, that all being said, I opened every package I got this week. As soon as it came to my door, because I was like, ha I don't need Dude, unless to. you have a really good reason not to. It's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, so, Chad, I commend you for not having opened yours. Thank you. Uh, you have more self-control than I do. So I guess since mine are already open, I can go through and show all of you and tell all of you if you're not watching this on Patreon. Uh, was do you have more than it. one? I have three things here. Okay, well, then 
you start, do one, and then I'll do one, and then hey. you do one, then I'll do one, then you do one, because I have two. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so perfect. I've got my first one here. This is from Jillian, and this is the novelization of The Dark Crystal. Ooh, wow, which, that's really on brand, Jillian. Nice work. <laughs> I know. With art from Brian Froud. Uh, I've already flipped through this a little bit. Um, I, I'm so excited to get to I'm I'm going to read it pretty soon actually because i don't even know Open how I'm it up. Review i want to see it. some of the artwork inside cool. i don't even know how i'm going to review this <laughs> like it's the dark <laughs> have you seen the dark crystal because like yeah look at that cool that's awesome really that pretty is. yeah man. Yeah, that's um, awesome so i'm very excited about this uh it's a beautiful book and i'm i think that jim henson and um ach smith had had kind of like worked in tandem like jim henson knew that there was going to be a book like a, a novelization and i think that like movies were novelized more more frequently and more more the those novelizations were more well known um mm. a while ago like it's not as much of a thing anymore i'm sure you could still find it but yeah i don't know i've never really read that many novelizations so and can you define exactly what a novelization is it's what it sounds like they write the, the it's the it's the movie but it's in novel form oh weird yeah, they do it with a lot of movies. Interesting. Actually. It's like the backwards. That's interesting. You'd be yeah. shocked, huh. actually, how many movies have novelizations. Really? Like it's crazy. It's like scene by scene, just kind of. A... Yeah. Then sometimes they add more stuff to it too. Huh. That'd be such a good way to like work on your authoring skills to do that to a movie, right? Because you don't have to do any character work. I was thinking that would be a really cool, like, um, like kind of writing drill is to like take yeah, a scene yeah, from drill, a movie totally. and like try to author it up, like try to try to novelize it. Right, and then have someone else read it and see if they could like get it all, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that would mean that you you don't have to put in all the work of like coming up with a bunch of stuff. You're just practicing your prose and practicing your pacing right. and practicing your sentence structure and stuff, but with something that you already really like. Uh, so yeah, writers out there, try that out. I've never tried it yeah, myself, but be a I good little it, technique. Yeah, I'm sure it would work just fine. Uh, but show me one of yours. Open open something. All right, all right. This guy, my handy dandy knife. I didn't hear it click. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> so this is from this is also from jillian wow hey wow. nailed that order perfect she said i've been searching for this one at my local bookstore used bookstores for a year and a half i can imagine your thrill of getting book mail is similar to my thrill of finally finding a copy of book of a book on my list glad to give that is so true jillian it's like i think we you mean you even had a conversation about like finding a book in the wild you know like we can always just go buy them because you mentioned one book one week that a book was hard to find and i was like and then someone was like, really? Yeah, you can get it online anywhere. It's like, well, yeah, we know we can get it anywhere. We just want to stumble across it natively in the wild, you know? And then we've stressed the end of that conversation that receiving book mail still counts as finding it in the wild. So, Jillian, sure. yes, you nailed it. Uh, this is awesome. This is City of Stars. Oh, City of Stairs. That's uh, Robert oh, Jackson me. Bennett. Yeah. This is City of Stairs. Yeah. yeah, that's the first book in Robert Jackson Bennett's uh Divine Cities trilogy, I believe. Yeah, that's a really good book. You'll like it. Awesome. It's super cool. Yeah, he's he's a very gifted writer. The whole trilogy is awesome. Really? You've read the whole thing? Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, it's really cool. cool. Um, I'll read the first paragraph on the back here. It says, The city of Bulikov once wielded the powers of the gods to conquer the world, enslaving and brutalizing millions, until its divine protectors were killed. Now, censored race, assistance, subjugated... So... Uh, yeah, so it looks <laughs> like we got a breakthrough in a pressing power. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jillian. Thank you so much, Jillian, from both of us. It's funny, Chad, I think that the next gift you have is from the same person as who I'm about to show off my books uh, as well. Cause they hit we me up and said, cool that cover. that's a really cool cover. It's so cool. Yeah. All right. So I've got a couple things here. Um, okay. we did a, uh, secret Santa thing for discord 
and lots of people are getting their books. It's been really fun to see in the Discord who has been getting what. Uh, some people have been getting some really awesome things, and I am no different. I did get something really awesome from uh, Diana Tanaka, uh, who sent me Caliban's War. The <gasps> I know. <laughs> The oh, special that's edition. So sexy. <laughs> I know it's so cool. Uh, Caliban's War and Abaddon's Gate. Woo! Which, dude, look oh, at describe how the books. Describe um, the books. Describe the books. So for they've everyone. got sprayed edges. So Caliban's War has red sprayed edges. Abaddon's like Gate has bright, blue, very, bright very red. red. So Caliban's War is very uh, like white and red and black, and then Abaddon's Gate is white and gold and blue and black. And they both have these like metallic circles. They do on the front. Um, yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to have gotten these. I appreciate it so much. These are beautiful books, absolutely Those are stunning. Books. And uh, I really hope that Orbit continues to put these special editions out uh, because you know I, I can give away my paperbacks and then have all the hardcover expanse books, which I would absolutely love. But Diana, thank you so much for sending these. These are just ah, they look so cool. And yeah, I'm obviously gonna read the expanse again. There's no way I'm not going to read those. I'm looking <laughs> forward to yeah. reading the expansion. Like I kind of miss it sometimes. I like think about Holden and crew and just like some of the struggles that they went through and just like man, yeah, yeah, I don't like. I should correct that. I'm not really necessarily missing Holden all that much. Yeah, I don't but, miss like, Holden. I miss, <laughs> I miss Bobby and Amos and Alex and Naomi. The group. Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay, Go I'll ahead. open my uh, next one and then you'll finish with the last one. That's it. This one is uh, is Ooh, it? It's got a bag. Mine had a bag too. I know. I feel I, I feel kind of silly. I shouldn't have opened all of these. I'm uh, such a dick. Yeah, is this like what happens if you select like the gift option or something on Amazon? Because this is so yeah, cool. It's all yeah, bag. Totally. It looks so fancy. Cool. And I'm bag. excited to see. Dude, you nailed it on your you're totally correct on like you're like, I think the last person did it was both Jillian and Diana, because this is from Diana Tanaka. Thank you for the Patreon response with the bankrupt an anecdote. Nice. You are so welcome, Diana. Uh, truly enjoy your BRK contributions and look forward to much more. Have a wonderful Christmas and a 2024 filled with love, happiness, and good fortune. Thank people you, People are Diana. so nice okay. to us. It's Let's so awesome. Thank people you, so everybody. Awesome. I've never seen one of these bags before. This is awesome. Oh, it's a thick end. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, we got Scission. Am I saying that right? Scission Lose. Um... Remembrance of Earth's Past. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Those books are amazing. Chad, those are, you got some really amazing books in your hand right now. Those are so oh, like, good. It's the three body problem, the dark forest, and death's end. Yep. It makes up the whole series. You read these, I remember, like eight months ago, something like that. No, I read them like two years ago. Like, really? Was it that yeah. long ago? I, I was telling you about <laughs> them uh, before we started the podcast. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Apparently it says they're coming to Netflix. The three body problem. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the new show from the, the people that made um, Game of Thrones, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I've heard it's, I've heard it's, uh, I mean, I watched the trailer. It looks pretty cool. I've heard yeah, these are good four. things about it. Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome publisher. One of my favorites. Who? Tor. Oh, yeah. Tor is excellent. Good yeah, stuff. Tor is like one of my favorites for sure. Probably Same. my favorite Same. publisher. Really? You think so? Yeah, I think Tor is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think so probably too. Diana, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, I am really, really excited to read these. And <laughs> they quote Barack Obama on here. Wildly <laughs> imaginative. Barack Obama. <laughs> I just saw Barack Obama's like, uh, I think somebody shared it on Instagram. So I saw his like his favorite reads of the year. If the guy even reads anything like th that know. much, I don't know how much he's actually reading if he's busy, but I saw like all of the books that he read and I really wanted to comment and be like, yeah, you nerd. There's not even any fantasy books on here, but like, I don't know. I just don't really want to. Yeah. Who even knows if he picked out those, you know, he probably had a media person. Seriously. I wonder about that with like when somebody goes on like a talk show. It's like, dude, are you reading like a book a week? 
I doubt it. Yeah, uh, Diana, thank you so much for this series. I'm really, really excited. And um, and just generally to everyone who sent us any book mail over this last year uh, or, or any any gifts. I just it means the world to us so much. It's like we all we know you're out there. Obviously, we can see the analytics and the data, but it's so nice to have it brought home into like the real world with like a nice little personalized note and then a book in my hand. And like I've mentioned many times, I always use these notes as the bookmark for the book. So I literally think about the person who sent it to me and send some gratitude your way every time I open the book. I've been doing that with a Burt's note every time I've been opening up Murder Tag for the last few weeks. And so it's just really special to always have that reminder that uh, you guys aren't just a figment of our imagination. So thank you so much. No, no, this uh, you make it you make it all so worthwhile, everybody. Like, it's it's really amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, I have one more thing to show everybody. Let's do it, baby. It is it is the last one. It's certainly not the least one because the Dark Crystal novelization and of course these beautiful, beautiful books. Dude, a sprayed edge. They look so, so good. So good. I did get something else though here. Okay. And and it's I, I would I when I say it was I was not expecting it. Um that's an understatement. I would have never dreamed somebody would ever do this for me. And what it is, is I got all three books uh from uh, by miss king being 89 the oh, all the young no. dudes uh, maya maya conant i think is how you pronounce her name uh, goes by mud dud in the discord she also beta oh, read God. for me one of my one of my beta readers one of my truly truly invaluable beta readers sent me all of the she bound these herself she bound them herself yes Wow, these um, are handmade books. These are handmade. Dude, those are like hand the most bound. valuable by like I, time spent I, books that you this have. This is like literally. This isn't even like one of the best Christmas presents I got this year. This is like one of the best Christmas presents I've ever gotten from somebody. I have literally never known someone who received a handbound book. Like I, I don't even know who binds books. And they're beautiful hold up just one. too. Yeah. So this is the first one. Uh, there's three books. There's wow, all the young dudes. And then amazing this, job. There's like this foil. What? on the inside and they've each got their own bookmarks and then absolutely... and they have like string bookmarks like bibles yep, have you know yep. they look incredible there's like illustrations in there and stuff i wonder how she picked like which font to use I, and stuff she like coordinated it all with effie my partner wow like, and so when i got the package like effie was like you should open that right now and i was like why do you care like, like I how do packages you even all know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah so uh maya mud dad seriously I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up about this later. Uh, also, if you don't hear this, um, but my God, like what an amazing oh gift. Like, I seriously, I, <laughs> so for somebody to take the time to, to hand bound, bind these things, making like, she made these books. With yeah. When her I was hands. like, how did she like, even get those? You're like, she made them like, what? How yeah, do you even do Well, that? because, um, and so I've been actually, this is probably a decent time to talk about this, uh, in, uh, shortly, but like, I've been approached by like a few different people, um, after I made my All the Young Dudes video, they were like, hey, if people ask you, make sure you tell them not to purchase fan fiction. You're not supposed to buy it. You're not supposed to buy oh. ever. Like to go on Etsy and like buy somebody Don't who's buy like that making stuff. it. Yeah, okay. Don't buy that stuff. Because what, and it's not because like the, the people that bind books don't deserve, it's none of that. It's just like for the way that it's been explained to me and, and intellectual, obviously intellectual if, property if, thing, if, there's, right? if there's another side to this, somebody hit, hit us up. I'd love to hear about it. But like the, the main thing that I've come to understand is that with fan fiction, it is so close to the line of copyright infringement. Like it's mm. it's like right up against the line. So if there's any money that's being made off of it, like the whole thing could come crumbling down. And it could be like not allowed to happen anymore. 
it's kind of like with like a game emulation how you can yeah. like you know it's like it's like a gray area you can or mod like, it yeah yeah or um, a- anything like that so with fan fiction you want to bind your own books or if you know somebody else that binds them it's a gift you can do a trade or something but do not purchase fan fiction because it really is like a, a it's it's not even really a gray area <laughs> like it is copyright infringement well like it, this is this is where the gray area from is because the person selling the book can say i didn't make any money off of the story i'm i only charged for the binding of the book and the money that i would make for a professional sure, binding but, but like, would have bought that's that such a gray the, area yeah, yeah. yeah totally so it's like yeah it's like the person didn't buy the binding they bought the content within it and it yeah. thought it was cool that they had a binding so it's like yeah that yeah, it's very, up. very gray. That's why it's gray area. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a lot of other reasons too about it, but like that's that's why I'm I'm very happy to get these because they were made uh, for me. They were this was a gift. I, it's only and love, like, man. And and you know what? Like um, I I kind of wanted to look into. It's funny that Maya sent me these because I was considering binding them myself because I wanted wow. to try it out. Uh, there's no possible way I could have done this good of a job. Dude, they're these. really like, good mine would have been really dude, like holding them in my hand even i'm like this is so they quality. look like real books like they look like real like like yeah, special yeah. edition no. books i like how but there's nothing on the spine i like how it's just black oh that's cool it's really cool how is that spine is it thick what is it made out of i don't know like some nice nice rough material cool that normal hardcover spines are but like i'll read uh for everybody real quick this the uh the back of each one because each one has a quote oh, she made backs I know. That's <laughs> amazing. Uh, so the back of the first one says, from this day forward, we are marauders. The back of the second one says, anything for our Mooney. And if you've read all the young dudes, you know how that's the cutest thing ever. And also on the back of the third one, it says, mischief managed. Very cool. Yeah. Again, Maya, thank you. Again, everybody that sent us stuff and probably will continue to send us stuff because Chad and I are recording Please. this on Friday the 22nd. Uh, so yes. we probably still have some gifts coming our way. So we really, really appreciate it, everybody. Uh, that's going to do it for me today, everybody. I don't know. What about you, Chad? You got anything else? I think that's all for me. I'm just uh, feeling full of gratitude so and much. just things that our listeners do for us to show their love is is so special and continues to be just an ongoing source of like inspiration and encouragement for me. So, and, and for Evan too, I'm sure. So yeah. thank you so much. Gratitude, not only just for these books and the books that we've been sent, but just for everybody that's been listening all year and the people that you have no plans to stop listening uh, going into the next year. It's been a really, really awesome 2023. And I think it's going to be a really, really awesome 2024. In fact, I know it because all you are here and you, Evan, uh, uh-huh. who is the best podcasting partner in casting crime that a guy could wish for. So thanks for, for being you. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you all have an awesome rest of the day. And, you know, stay safe, eat some cool food. And uh, if anybody gives you a hard time for your lifestyle or politics or current events or what the hell, what, whatever's going on, just take your take your book into another room and eat a cookie. You know, yeah, just turn around and say, bye, everybody. <laughs> hey, look at that. <laughs> Boom. Happy reading, folks. Uh, all right, cool. That's it. That's no bye, more everybody. Episode. Bye, everybody. <laughs>